Welcome to the Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast, and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. Today we're looking at a portion of scripture that I titled, Come and See. I don't try to overthink these things. I just pulled the title right from verse 30, where Jesus said to them, Come and see. And we'll find that this becomes a testimony for one of the other disciples who shares that they have found the Messiah. And when he was questioned about whether they found the Messiah or not, he said, Come and see. And so this is a method by which we are able to share our faith in Jesus Christ, a method that Jesus himself gave, as we'll see in the text itself. So, Father, we just ask that you would bless the teaching of your word this morning as we look at this portion of the Gospel of John. John testifies at the close of his Gospel, Lord, that these things have been written that we might believe. So, Father, I pray that we take the testimony of John given to us as he writes about John the Baptist and Peter and Andrew and the Apostle John and Nathaniel and Philip today. Father, how these men came and interacted with you and came to a saving knowledge of you as the Lord and Savior of their lives. Father, I pray that you would help us to have that same knowledge that we might come to that saving knowledge. Lord, that Jesus, you're not only Lord and teacher and master and king, Lord, you are our Savior. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we pick up in verse 35, we've come to the third day. They're there at the Jordan River. And it tells us, and again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples and looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus Then Jesus returned and seeing them following, said to them, what do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated, teacher, where are you staying? And Jesus said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the 10th hour. Verses 40 through 42 One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. So we have seen two who followed Jesus, one who brought others to Jesus, and then one who proclaimed Jesus, verses 43 through 46. Context tells us on the following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. 
Now Philip was from Bethsaida, in the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also of the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth and the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. So one who proclaimed Jesus, the one who proclaims Jesus here is Philip to Nathanael. But notice it's Jesus who finds Philip. Theologians, commentators, they're not quite sure where John actually baptized. We do know that from the Sea of Galilee to the Dead Sea, the Jordan River flows from both seas. And there's the stretch of the Jordan River there that he was baptizing near Jerusalem somewhere. Some believe down by the uh, Dead Sea itself or closer to Jerusalem. But whatever the case, it's a pretty long journey to the northern side of the Sea of Galilee. That's where Bethsaida was located. And you can go there today and they'll take you to uh, this area of Capernaum, which is also close by this same area where Jesus home-based his ministry. But here it tells us that there at Bethsaida, it was the home of Philip and Andrew and Peter. So it seems to be that Jesus is in motion once again. He's working his way to the Galilee. And as he's working his way to the Galilee, he finds Philip. It tells us that he seeks him out. He found him. And he said to him, follow me. Now, Philip is mentioned four times in John's gospel here in chapter one. Also in John chapter six, at the feeding of the 5,000 in verses five through seven, uh, seeing the great multitude coming toward them, Jesus said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And it's Philip who said 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them might have a little bit. It's Philip who said, Lord, a year's wages couldn't feed this crowd. And if we did, it would only give them a little bit. Also, as I've already mentioned in John 12, verses 20 through 22, when some certain Greeks were wanting to see Jesus, that they came to Philip and Philip found Andrew, who in turn, they went to tell Jesus. And in John 14, verses 7 through 9, Jesus saying, If you have known me, you would have known my Father also. But from now on, you shall know him and have seen him. And it's Philip who said, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus saying, If you have known me, you would have known the Father. And Philip's like, Show us the Father. That'll be enough. And Jesus said to Philip, Have I been with you so long yet? You have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? This is Philip, what we learned from the Gospel of John concerning him. But also that it was Jesus who sought him out and found him. Jesus said to him, follow me. And we know from the Gospels that six of the 12 disciples had that same call from Jesus. Follow me. He called Peter and Andrew, James and John, Matthew and Philip, all with those words, follow me. In John four nineteen through 20, we have uh, Peter, Andrew, James and John 
receiving that call from Jesus to follow him. In Matthew 9, 9, it's Matthew, the tax collector, whom Jesus, when he was passing by, said to him, follow me. And they became followers of Jesus Christ at that very moment. And the Bible tells us that the ministry of Jesus Christ is still his ministry to this day. Luke 19, 10 says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And no matter what city you might be from, wherever you're at in this world, Jesus has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And when he calls, the question is, will you follow? Well, Philip found Nathanael, verses 45 and 46. Finding Nathanael, he said, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael responded, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That just gives us an idea of what the city of Nazareth was uh, deemed in that day. And there are certain areas in our country, certain areas in our state that we might want to stay away from. I could name some, but I don't want to offend anyone. But there are areas where you think nothing good could come from that place. And that was Nathaniel. We also know him as Bartholomew in Scripture. But Philip's testimony now. We have found him whom Moses in the law and the prophets also wrote. Moses in the law. We looked at this last week in Deuteronomy 8, 15 and 18. It speaks about the prophet who will come after me. As Deuteronomy 18, 15, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren, him you shall hear. Verse 18, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And so we know at least four things that Jesus fulfilled from this prophecy. In Deuteronomy 18, 15 and 18, he is the prophet, the Messiah it's referring to but that Jesus communicated directly with his father, as Moses did. That Jesus came from among his brethren, Israel, as Moses did. That God put his very words in the mouth of Jesus, as it was for Moses. And that Jesus spoke all that his father commanded him, just as Moses obediently spoke. But also the prophets. Now, I was trying to think what was on Nathaniel's mind when he said this, all that Moses and the prophets foretold. He doesn't tell us. He doesn't give us any prophecy here. All we know is that there are over 300 Old Testament prophecies that speak about Jesus' first coming. And Philip had identified some of these prophecies and said, this is he who Moses and the prophets spoke about. Moses and the prophets is something that Jesus did as well after his resurrection in Luke's gospel, chapter 24, verse 27, and the two on the road to Emmaus. When they didn't connect that Jesus was walking with them, it tells us beginning at Moses and all the prophets, Jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Again, Moses and the prophets are mentioned, but we don't have any uh, Old Testament scriptures to go along with this passage to help us identify what prophecies are you talking about here? I've often wished that it would be 
such a cool sermon to have had recorded there in Luke's gospel, there on the road to Emmaus, Jesus expounding all that Moses and the prophets spoke concerning him from all the prophets. I wish it had been recorded, but then I know that it is recorded. It's right there in the Old Testament. I think the Lord wants us to dig deep, search it out for ourselves. And we can know these things. But we do know that he called him Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus coming from Nazareth, well, it was a sticking point for Nathaniel. He said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That place, are you kidding me? Yet some of those prophecies that deal with the coming of Jesus Christ in Micah 5, 2, but you, Bethlehem, Euphratha, though you were little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me one to be ruler in Israel. Hosea 11, 1, when Israel was a child, and this is a prophecy concerning Jesus, I loved him and out of Egypt, I called my son, Matthew 2.15, out of Egypt, I called my son. But also we have in Matthew 2.23, and he came and dwelt in the city of Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. And there we have three prophecies that have three different, two cities, one country, Egypt, two cities that are found in Israel, Bethlehem and Nazareth, all connected with Jesus Christ. So Nathaniel questions, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip responds, come and see. I heard there's this new way to share the gospel with people. Invite them. Come and see. Philip responded just as Jesus had replied to Andrew and John's question. Where are you staying? Come and see. And Jesus' work proved that he was the Messiah. Now, we know as we get into John chapter 2 next week, John tells us this is the first miracle, the turning of water into wine. So I don't know what they saw on that day that they spent with Jesus. He wasn't doing miracles yet because the Bible tells us that his first miracle begins, and we'll discover in chapter 2. But later on, when John the Baptist was in prison and wondering whether Jesus was actually the Messiah. Did I get it wrong? I thought I saw the Holy Spirit come down and remain on him. I introduced him as the Lamb of God, but now I'm sitting in prison. Looks like my life is short here on this earth. Did I get it wrong? And so he sent two of his disciples to Jesus in Luke 7, 20 through 23. Here's some of the things that they could have seen apart from the miraculous. But that was the testimony that Jesus gave to the two disciples. John the Baptist has sent you saying, are you the coming one or do we look for another? And that very hour, he cured many infirmities, afflictions, evil spirits, and many blind he gave sight to. Jesus answered and said, go tell John the things that you have seen and heard, that the blind see, that the lame walk, that the lepers are cleansed, that the deaf Here, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Now, Jesus hadn't begun the miracles yet. That would begin in chapter 2. But he definitely was proclaiming the gospel. Nathaniel, you got to come and hear him. 
teach the gospel. Come and see. And to this day, the works of Jesus clearly testify that he is the Messiah. The work of changed lives that he does. The ministry of Jesus, as in Luke 4, 18 and 19. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And through Christ Jesus, there is still freedom in the message of the gospel. Come and see. And so we find one who believed because he was willing to come and see. The final verses, verses 47 through 51. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe you shall see greater things than these? And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So Nathanael, he, he came to see this man whom Philip had testified of him. We have found the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. Let me go check this out. He's willing to come. And that's a big deal right there. He was willing to come. And as he made his way to Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus began telling him a little bit about himself. Indeed, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, no treachery, no craftiness, no guile. Well, actually, the one whom there is no deceit is Jesus himself. In 1 Peter 2, 21 and 22, it tells us that Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. It could be that as Jesus said to Nathaniel, there is no deceit, no guile in you. Nathaniel, his heart was ridden with guilt. So that's not true. Has the Lord ever dealt with you with the sins of your own life? And the Lord confronts you on it, and you say, Lord, you know the secret of my heart. 1 Corinthians 14.25 says, he reveals the secret of the hearts. And so falling down on his face, he worshiped God and reported that God is truly among you. This is what Jesus does. He reveals the secret of our hearts. But he calls him rabbi, my master, it's to say. He said, you are the son of God. Perhaps he heard John the Baptist testify of this back in John 1.34, that he is the Son of God, the King of Israel. He proclaims him, though, as king. He takes it a, a step further. You're not only rabbi. You're not only the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. These were great steps of faith that Bartholomew, Nathaniel, were taking here. 
And Jesus responded and said, greater things, greater things you will see. You know, Jesus revealed to Nathanael that he was sitting under the fig tree, that he he saw him there. Even I don't know the distance. I don't know where Nathanael was, where Jesus was at that time. It's obvious that Nathanael knew that Jesus couldn't have seen him sitting under that fig tree, couldn't have seen all that had transpired unless he was God himself. Nathaniel believed because of Jesus' knowledge. But he said, you're going to see greater things than these. In John 5.36, Jesus said, I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to do. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. The very works of Jesus, greater things. Specifically, he said, you're going to see heaven open. You're going to see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And it takes us back to the story of Jacob's ladder in Genesis 28, 12 and 13, when Jacob there at Bethel, although not named that place at the time, but went to sleep. He's running from his brother Esau. He found a rock as a pillow. I don't think it's the greatest pillow in the world, but that's what he used. Maybe we would have dreams of heaven if we'd use a rock as a pillow. I'm not sure. You can test it and let me know. But he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached into heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, on the land in whom you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. And the, this is what we know as Jacob's ladder, but the angels ascending and descending, Jesus used the favorite term for himself in the Gospels 83 times, and this is the first time it's found in John's Gospel, the Son of Man. He used it 83 times concerning himself. You're going to see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And the only true bridge to heaven is not a ladder. It is the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. Today we've seen this message, come and see. We saw two who followed Jesus in verses 35 through 39. And I asked the question, when Jesus calls, are you willing to follow the Lamb of God? In verses 40 through 42, we find one who brought others to Jesus, speaking about Andrew, and he's always seen bringing others to Jesus. But we ask the question, have you founded your life upon the foundation which Christ has built? In verses 43 through 46, we find one who proclaimed Jesus, Philip proclaiming to Nathaniel, we found the Messiah, and to this day, the works of Jesus testify that he is the Messiah. And finally, one who believed in Jesus, Nathaniel, he discovered that the bridge to heaven was not a ladder, not Jacob's ladder, but the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. And Father, we thank you for your word and for what it has taught us today. I pray, Father, that you would work in our hearts, that we'd be willing to hear all that you would have for us. Lord, if you call, are we willing to follow? I pray that we are. Lord, that calling could be a calling of salvation, to come to know you as our Savior and Lord for the very first time. That calling could be one of rededication, 
Lord, that we've walked with you in times past, but we're not walking currently, and yet our hearts today, you're calling us home. It's time to come home. It could be a call, Lord, of a further ministry that you'd have for us, a desire you've placed on our hearts, and Lord, whether we will respond or not to that call, Lord, that is the question. We ask, Lord, that you'd work in our midst as we wait upon you. Lord, whatever work you desire to do in this place today, we pray, Lord, work. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today. Yeah.